Welcome to the Stanley Street Social presented by MAP. My name is Alex Clements. I'm here with Max Gorn and Campbell Flakemore. If you do need some new kit, uh, MAP have just released a couple of new collections, one for up north, the Northern Hemisphere, some winter kit, and also some uh, fresh new colours and designs for summer kit down here as it starts to heat up in uh, Australia. Welcome, gents. Thanks, Alex Campbell. Thank I you, actually, um, I, I have just recently purchased the the purple map uh, top, which I think <laughs> is their new summer collection. Yep, spot on. Has it arrived? It has. I rode. I rode with it uh, around the hills down the peninsula on Saturday. And it performed. Uh, it, yeah, the 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 top definitely did. My legs didn't. Um, <laughs> I went. <laughs> I did. Uh, 87 kilometres it was in the end, and the last sort of 15, I um I was on an empty stomach, and the last 15 mm. sort of cooked me. I was fighting with my bike a bit, but I felt good going up um Arthur's Seat and a bit of the back roads around um, Shoreham and Flinders, and just cooked it at the end. How, how much? So, am I correct in saying you don't ride all year, and then you no, jump back but, on the wagon? Yes, I jumped back on the outdoor bike uh, wagon um, outside of season. In season, I do get on the watt bike a bit. Um, and now, thanks to our uh, thanks to Zwift, my my good friends at Zwift, um, <laughs> I uh, I have the the Wahoo um, at, at at home now, so I don't have to worry about getting back on the watt bike. Um, yeah. which I'm pretty happy about, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. What? what uh, how long do you have off? And what, what does it look like training-wise? I uh, got to January 6th. Um, we're already pretty hardcore into our running. Um, Darren Burgess has got us going. Doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, probably roughly 12 to 15K sessions already. So they're, um, they're pretty hardcore at the moment. I think we'll ease up in December. Um, and I'm also, I'm also doing the, the Hunger Ride uh, cycling-wise, which is 177 kilometres um, around up Mount Buffalo and Stanley uh, from memory. So I've been training a little bit for that because I don't want to embarrass myself um, going up Mount Buffalo, which is, it could be a climb for me, to be honest, because I think it averages around 5.5% over 15, 16K. So I might just be able to grind grind my way up rather, rather than after seat on a weekend. I, that, that hits 10%. I almost went backwards. <laughs> One right, sort of 177, you can't really just rock up on the day. That's sort of the mileage. <laughs> you need a little bit. <laughs> well, I rocked up. Uh, my last big ride I did was three peaks down uh, your neck of the woods, Campbell, at Cradle Mountain. Yeah. Um, and I just rocked up. It was two weeks after the season, so I didn't do much cycling going into it, and I did a walk for three weeks after um, and just came in with the last marshal, the 12-hour marshal. I was just <laughs> hanging, hanging on. The sag wagon wanted me. <laughs> Very good. So today on the podcast, we're going to run through, um, do a review of the year. We're going to run through each squad, give them a ranking, talk about their their wins, their losses, give them any free feedback if they're uh, if they're deserving of it. Uh, and if you do have any questions or comments, or we want to hear your rating ranking, um, please put it in the chat. Yeah. Ag Tuala Mondial. I'm going alphabetical. That's what I've got on my list. Roger. AG Twilight. 
I'm worried about how many professional cyclists that I've seen either watching your show or have been on your show. So I'm just, I'm going to pull my head in a little bit with my feedback. I think. No, I think it's taken take it's taken well. <laughs> that's why they, that's why they keep coming back. <laughs> Five we wins. I, we only we only dip in when it's deserved. I think. Yeah, and and I don't feel, think you've had a, you, you haven't had a CC rider. Right, I don't think. I don't think so. Uh, and like yeah. I said, we do we do have our favourites, uh, but there's reasons for that. Yeah. Um, we might have a bit to talk about here to kick things off with AJ Tour the Mondial, uh, five wins for the year. What are our thoughts on this squad? Well, Roman leaving is probably uh, the big news from there, but they have found one in Cos Cosnoir. Mm-hmm. Um. Was able to stay with the big dogs at times in, in some of the classics um, and obviously had the, the polka dot jersey for a while in the tour. So I think that can hang their hat on um, Cosnevoir's performance this year, personally. Yeah. Like, Peters like with a stage win. Yeah. Huge like for a French squad. Five wins, but, but one of them being a Tour de France stage win. That's really, you know... If you win a stage at the Tour de France, that's almost your season saved. So it's a massive win and it adds up for a lot. But like Max said, it's probably a lot about Cosnefoir next year. They've also got GVA, Youngles, O'Connor coming in. So some good some good winners coming in. But overall, if you just look at it, five wins, it's it's not a it's not a massive year. It's a slow year. Mm. A huge shift, uh, classics focus next year, as you mentioned. And for the first time since 2012, they won't have Roman Bardet there. It's a long time swinging for him at the at the French races. Um, what do you give him out of 10? Did, um, did Oliver Nason do anything this year? Nothing of serious note. Not uh, really. Always active, very active. Always there in the in the selections, but nothing really to write home about. Nothing to show for it. Um, so hopefully next year, him and GBA can can sort of do the one-two punch in, in yeah. some in some big classics. I think they're actually quite good buddies, so that might work well. I, I think they were active and present enough. Cosnevoir in every single break in the tour. Peters almost in every single break. Uh, in the uh, where was he the Giro, um, and Cosnevoir again in the classics. But uh, early on in the year, I think he uh, did he did he do well in the Tour de Alps um, or something like that. So uh, they're good enough for me. I'd, I'd give him five five out of ten. Yeah, I'd say five too. Campbell. What did you have, Alex? I I had five written down as well. Five wins, five points. Okay, yeah. Five points, mostly uh, gained by the Tour de France victory. Yeah, if you take Four that out, half. Looking, at a, looking at a three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim Astana, 2020, an interesting year. What are your thoughts on their, their year, Max? Uh, yeah, active. Um, Vlasov, early. Um, and obviously, full time. Uh, uh, I forget which it was a Lombardi potentially yep. that they yeah, yeah, were in a finish yeah. with George Bennett. The three of them were together. 
Um, so they were exciting, and they always are during that classics with with Jacob Fulslang, um, Jakob, sorry. But he um, he was poor in the Giro. Vlasov, after the form I saw in the Volta, if he went to the Giro, would have potentially given that a shake. Um, and I'm sure he's kicking himself for, I think it was getting ill in stage one. Mm. And Lopez was really good up until tanking in the time trial. So I'm not sure how to... Their budget would be one of the higher teams, Alex, would they? I think, yeah, they've got a pretty good pot of cash over there. Yeah. I, I, I think that's quite important to to reference the the budgets. I've I've actually got it here. Um, Seventeen million euro for for Astana. Yeah, and where so, where does that rank? Uh, it's about middle middle ish, middle to middle to upper. Yeah, yeah. So the, the Ineos at the top with forty six, and and Israel this year. I'm I'm considering. Uh, I think next year they're going to go significantly higher, but. This year was only eight reported. So, mm. um, yeah. I don't know. We're starting a 15 wins, Lombardia, two stages of the tour, stages of the Welter. It's it's solid. I, I'll probably, again, maybe a five and a half, 5.8. I'd, yeah, I'd go slightly higher. I'd go, I'd, I'd go a six. Yep. Yeah. I've got a six written down. Lo, Lopez sliding off the podium of the tour hurts. Um and he's also not not on their not on their team sheet for next year as of yet. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. But Vlasov has come to the party as a as a bit of a, a youthful GC rider. So yeah, I'm relatively bullish, yeah. bullish about Vlasov. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was. I mean, I know I put him second in my top three, and I was thinking big things. Um, it wasn't really there in the first week of the Volta, but geez, he was there in the last in in, in the last 10, 10 days. Um, so yep. I reckon they should put all chips in glass off. Yep. Yep. Uh, just touch on it. Listen to comment. AG Tour much more uh, next year. Agree. Adam and Astana underperformed. Yeah, it was okay. It was okay. It was okay. Barry McLaren. Um, and Mikel Lander. Over to the squad, leading at the tour. He had a good tour, fourth, solid tour. Would you call that a good mm. tour? Well, I think we probably had like a top five as a pass. But, I mean, really, really a podium's the only thing that the people remember. So mm. so maybe it's not, but but their season, it was pretty slim to be fair, just the nine wins, a stage of Paris-Nice, a stage of the Giro, and then fourth of the Tour, and then some bits and pieces in between. But I think for them going forward, just looking at the, this group of four that they got now, Jack Hay going over there, Lander, Poles, and Caruso, there's a nice little core of, of climbers that they've got there. So... They can string a few things together next year, and got Rod Ellingworth at the helm as well with that Ineos background. Uh, I think there's a, there's a nice future there brewing at Bahrain, as far as I can see. Well, yeah, White Poles um, again, uh, very exciting during the Volta. Um, I think rode uh, closer to Primoz's tire wheels than uh, Mikel did in the Tour. So I'm not sure if you if you're all chips in in Macau anymore. And I mean, Bill Bow was super during the Giro off the back of the tour. 
Um, I'm not sure that they don't look like they're going to be GC next year, but they could really light up with a few stage wins if they if they drop back, unlike the tour when they all held on to 10th, 11th, and 12th for some reason. <laughs> um, and of course, the Cav, the Cav. Um, who knows where he'll be next year? I don't think it's going to be Bahrain. Mm, no longer for Cavendish. Must free up a little bit of a uh, little bit of cash in that budget of theirs. Bill Bow also impressing. So I think, yeah, a, a pretty a solid GC squad. But is there a winner in there? Is there a Tour de France winner? Is there a Giro winner? I don't know. Well, are, or is it yeah, more, are they top five? Is it like are they top Max? five in all three? Were they? Were they? Were they top? They were, Poles was definitely. I oh, was six. I think. Yeah, he was uh, six. Yeah. Bill Bow would have been a, sitting around fifth in the Giro, and Lander would have been right there. Fourth, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're right. They're they're all around the mark, but I, there's that big jump between fourth and fifth and winning, yeah. winning these things. So, yeah. To answer Alex's question, do they have a winner? I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether Jack Haig's been bought in as someone that they're going to try and develop into a GC winner. Hopefully for Australia, yes. But um, he's yet to really have a dip at, at a three week race in his own right. Disappointing classics. Disappointing classics, Colbrelli and Dylan Toons uh, mm. weren't really there at all, to be fair. Mm. Agreed. Yeah. Ranking Alex, again, neither neither here nor there. A five? Would that is that is that stiff? I don't know. I'm favoring three uh, three top ten GC finishes in but all three tours. So I'm gonna go a six and a half. Mm. A flat six. It was okay. It was okay. But as you said, Campbell, no one remembers fourth, sixth, ninth. It looks okay in the Palmares looking back. But oh, it'd be great to have on the Palmares and it's respected. Mm. But, you know, if you're in the history books, it's it's about the podiums. It's about the wins. So, yeah. Mm. It, next up, Bora Hansgrove. Uh, 21 wins. Uh, uh a pretty significant year for me, considering Sagan wasn't dominant. He wasn't wild. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he only won one of those twenty twenty one. Yeah, it was uh, really, had, it was yeah, a really good win. I think yeah, had, what a one! <laughs> yeah, it's a good one to have. But I think the most exciting part for them is there was eight separate winners. So they got their twenty one mm. wins from eight different guys, and you look at their list; it's like. Kamner, Ackerman, uh, Sharkman, um, Conrad. Yeah, Conrad. So it's like it's super exciting for them going forward and stage of the TDF, uh, Paris Nice, two at the Vuelta, one at the Giro, one at the Dauphiné, two at Torino. So they're winning winning big ones. And like we said off the top, Sagan wasn't really involved um, this year on those wins. So. Yeah, it's. I think it's a really exciting place to be going if you're a rider and, and Wilco Kelderman's heading there next year. I'm not sure what that means for him or them. It's a talking point, um, but very solid for mine. I'm pretty sure Shackman won something pre uh, pre COVID. Uh, Parry knee, maybe. I think so. He was pretty hot in those Tour de France lead up stages uh, races. Yeah. In fact, they were all good around their two leaders. So Bookman and Sagan were slightly disappointing. But outside of them, um, Groschnader, we just saw uh, Kamner, 
looks like he's yeah. going to uh, light the the uh, tour next year. Um, yeah, so and Raphael Micah and Conrad, there's guys that are always going to be lieutenants in the hills if they're able to uh, get Kelderman to be able to ride three weeks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Camner's up there with one of my breakouts of the season, so he sort of saves Bora a tiny bit. Mm. I, I did also Marcus, have that. Micah was heading, Micah's heading to UAE next year. Oh, is he? Yeah, so to go and uh, help Tadair, you'd think, in the mountains, similar role. Mm-hmm. I did also have down that although they only picked up one one stage at the tour, um, they were awfully present at the tour. It was lots of chatter. They were throwing it down for Sagan, and although he didn't deliver, the team was pretty uh, pretty spectacular. Mm, we're I've, talking about Ned because they were going for every stage, like you wouldn't believe. I've given them a seven. They keep uh, they, they keep just having uh, too many focuses. So Sagan wants them to. Chase down and uh, um, Bookman and these GC boys don't want to do it, or Micah and Conrad don't want to do it, and it just becomes messy. I just and then Ackerman again um, was sort of lost within Groshnada's uh, chase for GC. Um, yeah, but, but I, I'm I'm very happy with uh, some of the performances. I'm six. They're slightly slightly less off than um, Bahrain for mine. I just think, yeah, with the volume, the tw- the twenty one wins and and wins at big races, I think a seven is is uh, is good. Mm. I think uh, to your point, Max, that that Giro stage where Sagan was trying to get them to ride, and he had his GC boys just saying, "Nah, oh, nah, not really today." Uh, <laughs> sums up their their challenges with uh, their ambitions for victory. The next team, they've talked about them a lot. It's unfortunate they're leaving, they're leaving, um, they're leaving the world tour. They're leaving cycling. You've got roots with that squad, Campbell CCC. They picked up a world tour win. Just mm. we talk about them all the time. Um, yeah. You know, often for the wrong reasons. Not, not really delivering on on what was expected it was it was the old bmc um who was who was a, a squad that was elite um according to my source here which was i think it was like the the newsletter <laughs> article during the tour de france they've got the third biggest budget with 21 million euro Jeez. so to deliver only nine wins only only one world tour win at the giro it's it's super disappointing and and uh, I mean, no one likes to see a, a team go by the wayside, but in a results sort of business, you can see why uh, why it didn't quite work out for them. Yeah, it was almost. Um, I mean, GVA and and Trenton um, would be right up there as two of the highest paid cyclists um, in the in the peloton, and they just their classics performance. I mean, Trenton gave gave uh, the green jersey a little shake, although no one really knew what he was doing because he wasn't nah. the finishes. He was just going for the the intermediate points. Yep. Um, Ilna gave us a lot of entertainment, and I hope he stays in the peloton. Um, Zacharin, he's 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 a, he's, a, he's an entertaining. I think he is staying in the peloton. I think he's got a deal already. I read that somewhere. Yeah, I think you were with, with a Russian pro conti team, perhaps. Yeah, he's going um, back almost, to. Um... A Gaznaprom or whatever. Yeah, he's going back yeah. to Gazprom. 
Almost got another stage win with uh, Will Barter. Um, very unluckily running into a very hot Primoz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's not much when you when you when you there's only 20 days of racing left. I think when they got their 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 stage win. Mm. Just looking at their looking at their list from this year uh, in the comments, Adam Sims. No real reason for CCC not to perform. I do agree a little bit, but at the same time. Where, where's the real horsepower in the squad besides GVA and and Trenton? I know they're two massive riders, but where are the, where are the other wins coming from? I know Paddy Bevan's had some good results in the past, and Demarkey's been fringe. Well, we normally see we normally see Demarkey or Geshka up in the breaks, don't we? we yeah, do but I mean they're both thirty four now. You know what I mean? They're they're getting on just a little bit. I know Richie Port was. 35 when he got on the podium of the Tour de France, but it's just a, a, a squad that doesn't really excite you with a lot of names. Uh, maybe I'm being harsh. That's just what I'm seeing in front of me. That's fair. Hmm. It's, I'm interested to see how GVA goes. I know we're big fans of him here at the Stanley Street Social, and I just I hope that he goes to AG2R and just, just gets a couple of, couple of Big wins just for his career, just yeah. to go out and hire. If he finishes on CCC's two years, I'll be disappointed. You know, the problem for him is that he's going to have to beat Matthew and Wood Van Art in his races. Yeah. So it's not going to be easy. Rank, ranking? Uh, you can't. I mean, <laughs> someone has to be a one, don't they? And there's a few, there's a few more ones I think coming right up, but. I gave them a two because they got a world Giro. tour win. The <laughs> Giro win. The Giro win saves them. Oh, <laughs> I think a two as well. All right. That is all of those points is the two. And and a little bit of credit for uh, GVA and Trenton for entertaining us for two years, going head-to-head at every race. No one, else, no one has raced harder or against a competitor in a more fierce manner than those two. So it was good to see and those. I like, uh, I, like the, I, like, I like the look of their bikes. I'm a big fan of their bikes. Okay. I think they're on the, the, the giant TCRs, which are great bikes. Yeah. Is that a sponsor plug? <laughs> <laughs> I could chuck in some more if you want. <laughs> uh, coffee disc. Oofed. Ooh la la. Viviani, hot off a quick, off a quick step couple of big years of quick step comes into the squad and delivers nothing are they That's there without happen. a stage win aren't they uh they won win. they won two races won. this, this oh, season. yeah bernard won something not bernard what's his name Perez. yeah and they also won a stage at uh, la tropical amisabongo in africa in january <laughs> so as a world tour, as a world tour team, it's probably not enough. Um, just for reference, their budget was was eighteen million euro for the year, and to deliver two wins like that, I'm sure uh, Elia was getting paid a fair chunk of that eighteen. Uh, super, super disappointing. They haven't won a stage of the Tour de France since two thousand eight. I'm pretty sure Sylvain Chavanel was riding mm-hmm. for him at the time. Um, but one thing I have noticed with with these French squads, AG2R, FDJ. And coffee, this sponsors are rock solid. They're not going anywhere fast. I know AG2R are um, sponsored up until 2025. 
I think uh, FDJ 2024. So these French teams have some uh, some nice backing. So maybe results don't don't matter for them. Can you can you one of you explain to me why Confidence uh, sponsor the Volta if they're a French team? Can't explain that to you. Can't explain that. No. Um, I will. I will lead you to the uh, the ranking points for the individual riders this year. Dean Martin is top five. So in that saying all that, he um, did have a good season. Yeah, it was very good pre tour. Um, I think it might have been the Criterium. Yeah, third at the Criterium. Yep. Yeah, and then obviously the polka dots, which was almost uncontested. Yeah. Um, at the Volta, but at least he, he he was in most breaks. Yeah, I think it's it's nice to have him going forward. I think next year they can probably you know go into races with him as a genuine chance to to get some Ws in that in that win column because two in a season it's it's not great. Hmm. Uh, ranking one point eight. <sighs> <laughs> so they're, they're slightly higher at CCC purely because one of their riders did something. Um, so I'm going to go two. Two. I, I gave him a 2.5. I think Guillaume Martin's performance this year was, was good. I enjoyed it. But Viviani? <laughs> His brother was better. Oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, over at Dukernik, They've picked up 39 <laughs> victories this year in a shortened season. 39 wins. It's yep. it, it, it even started at, at, in Australia on the winning race, Torquay and Cadell's race. Like it, it, this team just never stops winning. They never stop winning. <laughs> yeah. 11 of those were uh, were world tour. But I think the, the, the wildest part about all this is, and I know it was a, a shortened season, etc. But since 2012, they've had every season 50 or more victories. So this is the least amount of wins they've had in a season for, for eight years. Obviously, the shortened season, um, you know, is is part of the reason why. But like, that's just incredible, isn't it? Just a team that just wins so much with so many different riders. And if we go forward to next year, they've got our Philippe in the World Championship jersey. Almeida and Remco, who are going to be just tag teaming it next year. Um, I think we can probably see them go north of, of 50 again. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, the other point they established great. in the it's GC great. squad. Oh. Mm. I mean, and also they're classics. Um, they're always going to be competitive in classics. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see Remco, what he does. Um, and I'm also interested on a side note, how the calendar looks. I actually didn't mind it as much this year. Um, having uh, the classics as lead-ins for Grand Tours and stuff like that. But um, And obviously Sam Bennett um, was, uh, if you did a sprint against Caleb, uh, Arno Damar and Sam Bennett right now, I'm not sure who wins, to be fair. They're the three hot sprinters at the moment and, and, and Bennett deserves that. He was a bit tired there at the end of the Volta. Um, not sure the update on Jacobson. Do you have an update on Jacobson? I think he's in uh, in the firing line of a of a nine month ban, which I think will be backdated. Um, but yeah, so I'd probably see him out till I don't know when when the incident was August. So at least t- sort of to the European yeah, he, spring. Yeah, Grunewagen's out. Jacobson's okay, I think, 
from all reports. Mm. But yeah. it's going to be oh, a, sorry, a long, yeah. long yeah. recovery. Yeah. Gruen Wiggins in the in the line of the the ban. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I completely forgot about about guys like Bennett, and then you know their whole classic squad. None of them are like you don't have like a, a Vanderpol or a Van Art, but just just the collective. You know, when they work together, you never know who's going to win. So um, yeah, look out. Remco just absolutely ripping it at the start of the year as well, or start of the second season before his unfortunate crash. It's it's it's, it's exciting times. Patrick does it again, um, and the future's looking bright. The the um the very Remco? last classic of the year, which you guys might be able to better at pronouncing than me, but the one where they finished one two, Lampard one. Ah uh, yes. Um... Not classic, it was, it was a one-day race. Yeah, it was the, it meant to be the three days of Depana, but it was just the one day of Depana. Yeah, and they they literally day. looked unstoppable. I think they had four in the top ten or something. Yeah, yeah a proper quick-step display, the filthiest day possible, and then yeah. yeah, they were all there in the front. Is De Kerny quick-step the only way you win if you're not Wood Van Aert? Um, Wood Van Aert or... Um, What's his name? Forgets me. Matthew. Um, Matthew. If you're not Matthew or Wood Van Aert, can you win if you're not on the Kenny Quick Step in in the Spring Classics and the, the hot one day races? Well, there's one coming. I I, I mean, he has already come from Team Sunweb. Um, I'm not sure if he's as quick as them, but I, I just think he's like Hershey. Hershey just seems like he's got something. Yeah, mm. I mean, in those Ardennes, I think Hershey's you know become a genuine. A genuine threat, but for the I'm not sure if he beats him in a one-off sprint, though. But for the cobbles, I, I don't know, Alex. I think it's pretty hard to to beat those two boys, and then yeah, quick step with their numbers: as Green, Lamparts, Ali Philippe, Etal. Maybe with the the AG two R sort of group coming together, maybe they might be able to provide a little bit of a threat. But um, I know I'd either want to be one of those two. Uh, cyclocross boys or a part of De Kernick if I was going for, for the cobbles in 2021. Mm-hmm. And as Adam points out, it's um, we only just briefly touch on Almeida, even though his performance was out of control at the Giro. Um, unfortunately, he gets a bit lost in that squad of their victories. What do you get? What are we, what are we giving them out of 10 for their performance of 2020? Clean nine. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's a great point from Adam Almeida. And then they all rode as domestiques. All these classic kings started riding as domestiques for Almeida. Um, yeah. Just imagine if they're winning the. I mean, we saw it with Alaphilippe, but imagine if they're leading the tour. I'll give them a, a nine as well. Actually, no, they, they were better than Jumbo for mine. Ten. 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 They, Ten. Uh, yeah, they also got a world championship in there as well. And. Really unlucky at Flanders not to have Alaphilippe right in the mix too. And I'll also Alaphilippe, Alaphilippe getting DQ'd and celebrating early at Liège. Yeah. Yeah. I gave him a 9.5 and the half a point was off because of the Liège slash Flanders incidents. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would have been a perfect year. 10 points. EF Education, a team that we've grown to like. Initially in the early days, we're quite targeted in our um, insults. But um, 
I'm I'm on board the EF train. What do you think oh, of their boy. season? Last last year really came alive in the classics, and we all <laughs> sort of jumped on their wagon. Um, and then we sort of had to wait for a, for a grand tour um, all the way to the Volta. To be fair, Martinez was um, injured and disappointed in the tour, um, and Rigoberto uh, was probably not to his best as well. But Hugh Carthy lit up um, lit up the last grand tour, and could potentially have a team riding for him uh, in the future. Michael Woods uh, unfortunately was injured through the first half of the year, but he looked good at the end as well. Um, exciting team just wasn't as good in their in their in their classics this year though. Mm. Seventeen wins for them is is huge. Eight of those being being world tour stage of the Tour de France. Um, third at the Vuelta on the GC and uh, three stages at the Vuelta and they had one at the Giro. So they're all all massive wins and like Max said, Hugh Carthy, someone super climber and he can also put in a, a really good TT as well. So um, he got a red hot crack at it. Michael Woods is heading to, to Israel next year yep. to go help for me. So um, yeah. And, Ma- and Martinez is, is heading to Winios. So th- that leadership role could really open up for, for Carthy. Mm. And they uh, did the best team kit. Activation of 2020 with the Giro that we're all talking about. Won a stage in it early, didn't they? We got Casido. Yeah. Guerrero, was it as well? They went two. Yeah, they went two. They They went two. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Martinez one at the the Tour de France. Yeah, good year. And you know what? I'm not sure if you listen to the Grey Cricketer podcast, but they they talk about the right type of runs and winning stages in grand tours is the right type of victories yep. so mm. you got you got to you got to take that into consideration so I, i'm probably going to give them a an 8.8 that's that's a really good year for them and it all comes down to um one of the domestiques who was able to do the tour and volta without getting on the, on the tv once in tj van garden um <laughs> I think he only rode, I don't know how many days it is, about 40 days of uh, Grand Tour riding and not once on the TV. But um, I'm going to give him a seven. Just it's slightly disappointed in the one-day stuff this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Hugh Carthy mm-hmm. definitely lifted them back up to a seven. I'm giving him an eight. Im- impressive, impressive team performance. Groupama FTJ. Um Interesting, interesting year. One one side of the spectrum, it was rocket hot, and the other side, it was super disappointing. I'm referring to Anu Damar picking up multiple stage wins. I think I've got down here 14 out of the 20 wins with on Arno's name. Um, and, of course, also the kind of the creation of their sprint team, which looks like it's really, it's really starting to come together well. On the other hand, Thibaut, awfully disappointing. Yeah, they've got a big decision to make what they do at the Tour de France next year. I think it. I think it's probably clear what they're going to do. I think they're probably going to go all in for Demar. Uh, the way that, the, like you said, the sprint group worked at the Giro, and yeah, fourteen victories. I mean, that's that's. I think it was the most by anyone uh, in the World Tour this year. So. Disappointing for Pino. I think he's probably 
is he probably past it in terms of going for genuine um, GC <clears throat> at the Tour de France? Probably. But, yeah, if you've got a guy like DeMar there that's won 14 races, I think you, you go all in for him at the Tour de France next year. It's the changing of the guard. <laughs> David Gadour. Um, <laughs> I think they can ride the Tour. Uh, they can ride the Tour with five men for Arnaud DeMar. Uh and then just have Gadu and a Reichenbach or something like that, um, potentially, and just send Pino to uh, the Giro potentially. I, I, I think I think David Gadu. I don't want to put much pressure on him, but France might actually have someone who finishes in the in the group uh, over the horse category climbs. Um, would you would you take Pino as well to, to to maybe help Gadu or throw Pino in there to go for stages? I still think he can provide value. Just doing his own thing. Yeah, potentially. And I mean, um, it's a. I mean, what we're looking at with the tour next year is it's going to be probably the biggest cycling race for a long time um, with fans back. Um, hopefully, COVID has got France back to normal. Um, so you probably do want your biggest sell card maybe at the tour. Um, but you've got to be all in for Arno DeMar because, like I said, he's top three sprinters. And to be fair, with that lead-out train, that probably beats Caleb um, and Bennett. Score? <laughs> That's hard, isn't it? Tricky one, isn't it? And then you take out DeMar from the Giro and you're probably looking at a a two or a three, but we're not. <laughs> he, he won four stages. He had 14 victories for the season. So... Probably it's probably a seven seven point seven seven point eight for me. It's it was a really solid year. I'm happy with a seven. Gadu and Demar are in my top sort of twenty for the year, um, so I think they sit on a seven. Yeah, yeah. I want to touch no, on Gadu anymore before we wrap wrap that that bit up, Max? Yeah, he, he, do he, uh, yeah he. I mean, gamble responsibly, of course. Um, I had a hot Volta, a hot Volta, um, and uh, David could do for both stages. Uh, I punched on him three times, uh, and he got he got there for me twice. So that's my love for David Gadu as well. Financial investment as well, not just emotional. Correct. Uh, Ineos Grenadiers, two of favourites. Um, that went pear shaped, but they salvaged it with a stage win. And then absolutely cleaned up the Giro. And second at the Welter as well. And second at the Welter. Pretty good year. Off yeah. a pretty disappointing start. They're always going to be judged on the Tour de France, aren't they, though, as, you know, given their history of winning it so many times, people expect them and with their budget and with, you know, the the whole the whole protocol, it's all about the tour. But to do what they did to to regroup, to go and win the Giro, to get second at the the Welter, win six stages of the Giro, and they now have the ITT World Champ. Next year they've got Port, Yates, De Plus, Pitcock and Martinez all being added to the army. Um, they're going to be coming in red hot, red hot for the Tour de France. And they also got 19 wins this year as well. So it wasn't like it was a... A really bad one for them, but uh, yeah, look out for them at the Tour de France next year. That's just, they're going to be so so strong. They've got so many riders to to choose from. I wonder how they would rate themselves. Mm. 
Um, I reckon they'd potentially give themselves a fail um, without winning a grand tour. Uh, it's, sorry, yes, the Giro. Um, so Bernal the, the, be, the grand tour. Yeah, the, mm. the grand tour. Uh, Bernal is going to be an interesting case next year. Um, it all leads to how Egan's feeling, I think. If if he's feeling not great, um, Carapaz, uh, Martinez, these sort of guys, Gagenhart, um, can really light up some stages. Uh, I'm, I'm disappointed with uh, Kwiatkowski this year. Uh, maybe getting a tad old, is he? I don't know. That's a bit harsh. He, um, he, I guess, got a bit lost because he didn't have a team leader, but he did pick up a stage. Yeah, I'm more talking uh, when he was trying to hold on to Alaphilippe, Van der Poel and Van Aert in the classics. He, he was sort of the, the fourth or fifth best rider in that group. Um, but new yeah, kids on the block. There's new kids on the block and Kwiatkowski's probably back to super domestic. Mm. Um Rowan Dennis and Philip Garner, geez, that's it. They're, they're, they're impressive. Um, it's, a, it's, an, it's, an, it's an eight for me. I think it's an eight as well, but I just do want to touch just on, on how on earth you picked that that squad for the Tour de France next year. Uh, just with the guys mm. that I said that in, plus the guys that are already there. You need to throw some rulers in the squad as well. Dennis and Garner were just the best in the business at the Giro. Where does that leave Luke Rowe? Um, yeah. Well, Den- Dennis is now a late in the piece mountain climber. Yeah. There's no longer in the Rubeur category. Yeah. Jeez, imagine if um, they just put in a team time trial at the tour. They'd win it by a minute. <laughs> no triple T, but a lot of. A lot more individual time for Ireland in the last Correct. few years, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Luke on YouTube says, bet Egan Bernal won't be the GC man next year. We haven't even talked about Geraint Thomas. Um, imagine the pressure going into that tour as the leader with the the inventory that you have behind you. No, the thanks. squad just... Ugh. I think they'll be doing a two-prong attack. Um, so whoever they take out of Carapaz and Bernal to the tour, they'll also have Gagenhart and Sivakov or one of the other. So they've always got that second. That Sivakov. Yeah, they've also got that second man. They're all Martinez. So one of Carapaz and Bernal will lead the tour, and they'll, but they'll have Gagenhart, Sivakov or Thomas or someone like that as their backup. Sure, it'll be a big talking point in the lead up to the tour next year. We'll be we'll, we'll be able to do a whole podcast on their uh, tour selection and the different the different numbers you can probably run. Uh, did we all give them eight? Eight out of ten? Yeah, eight. Eight, I think. Out of my Facebook, eight out of ten. Solid. Israel Startup Nation. No tour win. Not huge amounts of wins, but they did pick up a Giro and a Welter stage. And they got like the house on. Ah. <laughs> And, Martin and they've got, yeah, exactly. And they've got Froomey coming in next year. Froomey and friends. There's a, there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of people accompanying look, him. You just look at the ins and it just it just strengthened. <laughs> it just looks like a stronger squad. Froome, Impey, Woods, Paddy Bevan, Demarkey, Sepp Van Mark. It's a bit of experience, I guess. 
And then some young Australian boys come in as well, uh, Seb Berwick and uh, the big sprinter Taj Jones. So um, exciting squad, I think, to, to be following next year compared to the you know, the previous years just been, you know, they've, they've probably been that last World Tour team that have got on the list of World Tour teams. But I think next year they're going to, uh, yeah, going to be the pointy end, I think. Hopefully Froome can come back to his best, but I don't know. I don't know whether he whether he will. Any news on Andre Greipel? Andre's on no the start news. list. Is he not? 2021 squad, Andre Greifel at the age of yeah, 38. Good on him. Provide a bit if, of um, mentoring to, to Taj. If he yeah. makes the tour, there, there, there has to be an inquiry in, in, <laughs> yeah. in, into that. I think we'll probably be uh, spearheading the inquiry. <laughs> <laughs> He's the official lead lead of Gruppetto. But do, do you think? Do you honestly think that Froome can, can get back to his best, his best of five years ago? I think I think uh, the best of what he is right now, um, with the form he can get in, is better than what Dan Martin could bring potentially. So, um, I'd say Froome is genuine GC man there, and I'd say there's a top five there somewhere in one of the tours. How about for um, Seb Berwick, twenty years of age, turning pro world tour? with um, Israel Startup Academy. Turn World Tour last year with Israel. It's a bit how you going. Next year, at the age of 20, is he going to be in Froome's Tour de France squad? I think you'd probably say no now, but things can change pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, it's definitely. I'd definitely be rather going to Israel this year than than last year as a first year pro. Um, mm. But yeah, de- definitely exciting for him just to be to be around some of the names that I listed off before. Froome and Impy are just super experienced. Van Mark, so it's a good place to go and learn. Yeah. Uh, so their twenty twenty season. What do we give them? Four. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, five. Sta- a stage okay, win at the Giro the Vuelta is, is, is good. I guess for what we expected. Man. Yeah. Mm. They had a lot of levels of expectation. Dowsett's win at the Giro. Um, but that was, a, that was a break that was given 15 minutes. Uh, <laughs> we've not extremely household names, but he did better than what I could have done. So... Um, and there was a bit of pressure on that stage, and they have two in the break as well. Is, is they did, Israel. yeah. I think Randall was in the break as well, so they did well to deliver, and yeah, got got um, got more stage wins than a, than a team that we're going to touch on in a couple of teams. Can't wait, Mitchell and Scott. Um, Nas- national championships tick started the year with a big a big box tick for them. TDU went a bit missing. And then showed a lot of promise at Torino. Yates was good. Lucas Hamilton picked up a stage win, but it never really converted. Getting booted out of the race, re coronavirus, doesn't help either for them. Mm. Just remember there's another Ineos uh, rider in Adam Yates. 
Mm. Yep. Exactly. Six elements um, for them, but none of them being no grand tour stage wins for them. Yeah. Which again, I'm talking about that's that's the right sort of runs, grand tour stage wins. And if you don't get any of those, you don't have to win a lot of other races to to make up for it. And overall, I think it was a pretty a pretty quiet year for them as as a team. They threw everything out of them at Volta. Dion Smith and Rob Stannard and Schultz, they were getting in every single break. Yeah. Um, that's you the feel for them. They got those riders that are in their stocks going forward. Can we officially put a this, line through anyone saying Esteban Chavez is in our top three again? <laughs> yes, oh, I think so. I don't uh, think there's going to be a doco part two. No, I think I get he's unlucky yeah. and his chain falls off or his puncher or whatnot in key parts, but uh, you were hard on hard on him in the in the pre Welser pod, but with with good reason. The proof is in yeah. the pudding. Uh, they were going for this weird two-prong attack that I heard them say uh, they were for two leaders in Mikel and, and Esteban. And they ended up, Mikel and Esteban, in the Gruppetto and the other six riders they brought in the, in the, uh, in the break. Hmm. Lucas Hamilton signed a two-year deal, though, which is exciting for uh, Australia. He was... He was uh, when we didn't even know Teo and him were genuine GC chances. Those, those two were those two were flying off the front early in the Giro before they were booted. So there's some there's something in that. Yeah, score yeah, wise though. Score wise, uh, listen, five, I think. Mm. Yeah, I think a five does. They're very similar to AG two R for mine. Mm. Yeah, again, Matthew's in, inbound as well for 2021, which um, which is exciting for them. Yep. This next one's going to be good. Did, you, did, you, miss a squad? did you miss a squad, Alex? Have you missed a Lotto Sudal? Mm. If you're going out. Yeah, have. Cool. Yeah. We'll go back to Lotto Sudal. We'll leave that, leave that other squad for a sec. Lotto Sudal. Caleb talks about two win. You get you win at the tour, and then it's just just a massive tick. He got two. Mm-hmm. He was. That's basically good. where you leave the 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 Lotto's year, isn't it? Um, I was giving Wellens a bit of heat for not doing a yeah. whole lot. I was giving Wellens yeah. a bit of heat for not doing a whole lot pre Welter, and he's picked up two stage wins. So, yep. full credit. Yep. Um, and again, there's two of the, the tour, two of the Vuelta. That's four out of your 12 at Grand Tours. It's a good return. So, only 12 wins for the whole season, but um, throw Gelder Priest in there as well. Big one day race. Mm. So, yeah, good, good. Neither here nor there, I think. It's a, it's probably a seven, seven for them. Two, yep. two stage wins at the tour always, always is good value, though. You, you take that at the start of the year. I think we can safely say now that Thomas de Ghent can't find the right break. <laughs> uh, for years, years on end, commentators would say, oh, Thomas de Ghent's in the break. This one will last. I don't think he found a winning break um, for, his, for his two grand tours. Um, great writer. F- unbelievable follow on Twitter for those uh, that, that, that follow uh, Thomas de Ghent. He's very entertaining. But, he also yeah, had to uh, keep up a... St- he had to give up a stage victory at the Giro when he had his movie star bro there and he just didn't want him to win. He'd just do anything to let Ganna win and <laughs> not his movie star, mate. 
a quote. I'm going to do everything I can to not let him win. So he gave that. He did give that one away. He was in the right move. <laughs> but um, the tour could have been a lot more if uh, Jobert and Degengolb didn't get injured um, mm. and potentially win a couple more stages. I oh, that one good enough. Uh, Caleb and Wellens help them probably to a six. Yep. I round about as a seven. Solid year. Because of what Campbell said, good good runs. Yeah. Uh, movie star. 2018, 25 wins. 2019, 21 wins. 2020, two wins. <laughs> That's a thing here, isn't wins. it? And one came late in the piece. And that was the only it's the same rider, isn't it? Mm. That's so I, lean. That's I, so lean. I, doing my research for this, I somehow skipped over Movie Star. And when you told me uh, pre-show that they've had two wins, I, I couldn't I couldn't actually believe it. <laughs> but yeah, Mark Soler, a stage a stage at the Vuelta, and then um, a race back in. Back in February, a, a preseason friendly, if you will, in the Spanish islands. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, for them, massive team, like you're reeling off their wins in, in previous years. This is obviously an outlier, but uh, a bit of concern for them, I imagine, at the preseason camp in December. How are we going to find some wins mm. in 2021? Two fifths is um, <laughs> relatively, relatively promising with Enric Mas. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I I don't have a positive thing to say about Bobby Star, to be honest. Although they did <laughs> they did light up they did light up the Volta for no reason at all. For some reason, they went on the front even when they had men in the break uh, there. I actually I hope they make another Netflix docker on the Volta because I don't think anyone knows what they were doing. <laughs> Let's. I'm not sure if it was the last stage, the last mountain stage, or the second last mountain stage, but they sent Soler into the break that he missed, and then they jumped on the front, and Soler ended up not having legs. It was a. Oh, sorry, they helped me. David could do one the stage, and it was in my pocket. But. <laughs> you're right. I mean, you're right. There is there's a, a fifth on the general at the Tour de France, which is which is great, and he backed it up at at the Vuelta, so it's it's promising, but. Not a whole lot in in the WK um, column, so three, maybe less. What's their budget? Though? I gave him a one. Gave him a one. Their budget. Yeah, I'm. They've got. I'm thinking. Got so much give money. me the budget, Campbell. Seventeen mil, about middle of middle of the the pack. Oh, I can't. I can't run from a white jersey uh, and not give them a three. They, they're not as bad as CCC and Confidus. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I know Alex. It's only two wins, but the two top fives on the general in the Grand Tours. It's it's got to be respected. Are we are we on Enric Mass? Nope. As much as Contador is. I'm on him, but again, I don't know whether he's that top, top tier GC rider. I think the podiums are possible, but I don't know if he's a GC Grand Tour winner. I have my concerns. 
Max? No, I'm not. I'm not on Mass. Um, the best he looked, but he doesn't have that punch. Um, he had a little break. Uh, forgive, forgive me, I don't know the climb, the infamous climb in the Volta. He had that little break. Um, and then was just pegged back uh, when Hugh Carthy attacked and then Carapaz came over the top. Um, but if, if, they, if they do land another, uh, another rider at some point, it doesn't look like they got one for 2021 at this stage, but another rider, he's, he's great for a, um, to have as a, as a dual um, leader. Valverde's going around again next year. How old's he now? Uh, 90. <laughs> he he's forty. He's going to be turning forty-one. Yeah, I mean it, it defines Movistar that they were um, they were defending tenth position on the final stage uh, at the, going in the intermediate checkpoint that Vlasov was trying to steal, and Valverde was on his wheels holding on to tenth. Well, like Adam um, said in the in the yeah. comments, they won the teams class as well, which they they yeah. love. Uh, It'll be Valverde's 20th season as a professional. I'm an Alejandro fan. I reckon he's an absolute star, workhorse, um, and lights up cycling races. I'm just not sure if he still does that now. NTT. Rumours, or Doug's saying that he potentially has a sponsor potentially saved the squad. I uh, I think back to January and Tour Down Under and I was starting to get somewhat excited about this squad. Remember when Zolo won that stage and yeah. actually rode as a team? And we were like, oh, oh yeah. Lucas Hamilton, I remember, tore the bunch up up that climb and then yeah. NTT come over the top, everyone with Nizolo working as a team, cohesive unit. He comes back. Nizolo wins the stage, and you're right. I was, I was also getting quite excited, Alex. But that was the first time ever, or well, not ever, but since um, MTT days. And then it kind of it Nizolo kept kept going, made Max some money, mm-hmm. and then it kind of fell apart a bit. For me, all the way into our boy, all the way into our boy in the Giro. Mm. Which, mm. to be fair, yeah. the, the Giro win came at a very good time because I think NTT um, was almost bust, yeah, uh, and not looking like getting another sponsor at the Giro. And then Ben O'Connor sort of lit it up as Pozzovivo was as well, and they were a little bit of a talk. And I think that they, they, um, I'm not you sort of alluded at the start, Alex, that may have found a sponsor, but. I think the Giro might have saved it, to be fair. Well, ben yeah, O'Connor. Ben, ben O'Connor, he put, he put the responsibility on himself and was just getting after it in the in the third week. So it came super close, got rolled up by Tratnik, and then the next day it went out and, and torched it. So maybe it was enough, but we heard Doug Ryder come out last week and say that we're pretty much secure. We'll hear, you know, you'll hear from us in a couple of days confirming that. Still haven't heard it, so... You know, we're getting to the middle of November and things aren't certain yet. It's a real worry for me in cycling. It's a, it's a COVID year though. It's a late year. I, I, gained, I gained confidence out of um, 
Who's the guy that won the stage from the Giro out of Israel? Uh, Dowsett. Dowsett coming out and saying, I've signed a contract, but I'm not telling you who. Surely that's NTT. In my opinion. So, I don't know if I'm reading into that too much, but I, I gain confidence out of that. <laughs> How do you line up those dots? Well, because where else would it be going? That, that's where he's going. You wait, Campbell. You wait till you see Dowsett you know on what? NTT or whatever they're called. Whatever they're called next year. Listen, he's on the list. I wouldn't be signing for any team unless there was public announcement that <laughs> it was going ahead. If there was still his, what's James Whelan talking about? I think he's about. I don't know if he's agreeing with me or agreeing with you. He's probably agreeing well, with me. Inside, he uh, he might know something that we don't, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't be going near anything unless there was a public announcement. What do you rate their year? What does Ben O'Connor's win and a little bit from Nazola give them? Whatever Nazola and Ben O'Connor bring, Louis Menkes uh, takes it back <laughs> for mine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you were going to go a bit easier, Max. <laughs> No, I'm gonna. I'm I personally give him a four, three, four. I I, I do remember um, the Cadell race, um, and then Giacomo early on in the year. I know the Italian World Champs wasn't necessarily for NTT, but <laughs> um, and the and the and the Euros. Uh, I'm getting four, four. Yeah, yeah, four as well. I think Ben O'Connor's win on bumps him up at least one point. Yep, yep. Um, and James Whelan's agreeing with you, Alex, so maybe, maybe I, there's something to your madness. I am onto something here. You heard it here first. Team Jumbo Visma. Sherlock Holmes over here. <laughs> uh, Prim, Primos just picked up 11 wins this season. He may have missed out on one almighty win, but he did take home 11 wins and a grand tour. Which it just amazes me how that guy is still going. How how he strung together a welter, I don't know. I actually I don't understand it. It's not he, he must be the, the mentally the strongest person in in the world. Just not strung one together. Four stage wins. <laughs> it dominated. It was it was incredible and like we said after the tour, we were like, I, if he doesn't ride for the rest of the year, it'd be no surprise. I mean, just to to get over that hurdle of the Tour de France saga in the TT, to come back and do that, and then also won Liège, Baston Liège. Um, yeah, incredible. He makes um, it, it interesting with Jumbo that they uh, win the Valter second in the Tour at a DNF in the Giro. That doesn't look good for them. Um, I'm not sure how they were. I'm not sure how they were going with Kruzwick. Uh, to be fair, he did have COVID, but he was getting dropped up a hill. I'd be getting dropped up the hills <laughs> if I had COVID. Um, Georgie Bennett, the the one day classic rider for uh, Jumbo Visma, um, with a first and a second uh, in Lombardi. And where was the other one? The one that he won. Oh yeah. Um, Name, the name. I don't know the name. We know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, they weren't. 
they weren't as strong as what we all thought they'd be in the tour and the Volta. Um, we all thought that uh, Dumoulin and Seb Kuss wouldn't be able to be touched um, and Roglic would be able to just ride to, to his victory. Um, but they were, they were. There were some cracks in them. Um, it, it makes for uh, it, an amazing battle with Ineos next, next, next year. Um, and then chuck in the, the guys from other teams like Pocket Car. But um, the best thing about Roglic's Volta win is Carapaz beats him on total time, but the bonus seconds gets him the win, which is what cycling should be. And I love the fact that you get 10 seconds uh, bonus times for crossing the line, and that makes people attack, and it, it, it creates a great cycling race. I'm pleased yeah, to say like that because I know Campbell hates it. <laughs> really? So you reckon Carapaz should be should be the winner? I think so. I think that, you know, time from point A to point B, the quickest there is should be the winner. That's my opinion. But but then uh, he sits on wheels the whole way. Again, that's that's part of the sport. Okay, so you're more of a purist. Possibly. If you, yeah, you, watch, you watch you watch you watch you watch Bathurst all 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 day from nine till six rather than the, <laughs> the top ten shootout. <laughs> Just to add to, to Primos, there was also a, a win at Strada Bianchi and, and Milan San Remo and then two two stages in the tour from Woot as well. So massive, massive victories, the right type of runs. I'm giving them I'm giving them a ten, even though they fell a little bit short at the Tour de France. Uh, I still think it was a, it was a ten best best team performance of the season. So I've just got mm. some hot off the press Melbourne trade news. It, it, it seems like we're we're um, we're fifty five minutes before trade period ends here, and it seems like we're conjuring something up. We've already got Ben Brown, who was I thought my our only uh, target, but we've just traded with Brisbane. We've now got pick eighteen and pick nineteen in this year's draft, and we've given out pick 25 in next year's first round. So we're stocking up picks. Is that Are we are we about to do something? <laughs> are we yeah. about to come in late for Jeremy Cameron and change our whole forward line? We are breaking news <laughs> on this podcast. Um, but Jumbo, uh, they equal with Quick Step with 10. Um, the, the the tour performances easily uh, uh, get the exact same score as what Quickstep did throughout the year. Yeah. Also, just Wood Van Aert. I know. I know. Yeah, I'm just going to talk about Wood for a sec. I know. Sure. I know. We were. We all. It was no surprise that he was so good. Um, but I think last year it was like him and Matthew. Matthew probably got the the upper hand with his Amstel win that was. Just just out of control. Like people couldn't stop talking about it. But Wood Van Aert this year was wild. He he was out of control. Yeah. And Sandy's already on the road. We hardly saw the other the other sort of sprinters, as you call it, uh, in their group. Obviously, Grunewagen and Mark Tunison. Um, although Tunison's more of a one day. He just had a great. Uh, sprints in the tour last year and got himself in the yellow jersey, I think. But um, yeah, so imagine if Grunewagen gets back in there at some point. I don't think they can take him to a tour, but it'd be interesting to see if he can get a stage win around it in Giro or Velta. Yeah. Also, just on Woot, his performance at the Worlds was 
was off chops too, which doesn't mm. really count for Jumbo, but we're gonna we're gonna lump it in there. Just quickly, something that Max will like is uh, one of your favourites. Sam Uman is is heading to Jumbo next year to add to their <laughs> climbing stock. So hopefully he can find a little spot in the in that group. He'll be uh, well. He'll be maybe six in uh, the first domestique, uh, potentially riding the flats with Tony Martin. With the with with the with the climbing the climbing squad they they have um, the, the thing with uh, Woot and Matthew is no one wants them in their group. Um, so as we saw late in those classics and those one day rides, if Woot and Matthew were in the group, no one else would ride, and it become this incredible race. Um, and then if one of them got up the road and the other one didn't, they weren't bringing. Them to each other, so it was just the two of them riding. It was it was unbelievable to watch. The yeah, Gent Webblegum was the best example of that. Where it was just a mess. They marked each other out of it. No one was working with them. And uh, Pedersen just was the third dog and came and took the bone. Uh, I gave him a nine point five. Why the why the nine point five? What does the tour wasn't convert on the tour? Can I, can I can I ask quickly for a ten can for I a ask, ten? Yeah, is is uh, Roglic their leader for uh, two of the three again? Um, and then is it not Kruzwick? Is it a Dumoulin or Seb Kuss this time that would lead up a Giro? Mm. You know how there was all this talk around like Alberto and those bros. Like, can they go back to back? Can they win the Giros and the Tour, or can they do? two grand tours in a year. Is Primos the guy? Is he the guy to do two grand tours? Well Freeney Freeney went back to back, I think. He did the I think he's done the tour of Welter, but I don't think anyone since nineteen ninety nine when Pantani did it or ninety ninety eight has done the Giro tour double. Like that's that's what it's all about. Contador did try it. I think Froomey's tried it. Maybe Primos is is the guy to to try it in uh, this new age of cycling, but I think it's just been proven that it's just so mighty hard to do it because there's so little time between between the two. I was hearing somewhere mm. that they may they may have the Volta stay in this time slot and the tour go back to its normal July, which would lead um, therefore to be able to have um, a fair few classics uh, in this little period of one day races, which then would make Pretty much the tour field will be the Volta field. Everyone would just go to both, mm. Um, mm. which I, I reckon is a good thing. I reckon if they can space out and it'd be in the best interests of either the Giro or the Volta to get further away from the tour. Um, and the Volta looks like the one that can handle the weather in in uh, what month were we racing? We're in October. Yeah, November even, really. Yeah. Um, which is in the best interest for the ASO, both owners of the the tour and the world to having the hottest guys going to both races. Correct. I don't mind it. Except it doesn't need to well, be three weeks. Then you'd have the leader, uh, you'd have the the uh, winner of the Giro probably facing up against the winner of the tour at the Volta. Yeah. I don't mind it. Team somewhere. They were good. Relative they were, they to were, expectations, yeah, massive, massive year. They're just bread winning after they had a hot, hot tour Hershey 
Sorensen, and then a really solid Giro with Jai Himi and Wilco coming to the party. Any major thoughts? Did Matthews did Matthews win anything? Yeah, he won. A, he won uh, the Breton Classic. So sixteen victories and only one from Matthews. If you had said that at the start of the year, I'm not sure if Bowl won any as well. So they're two sort of sprinters. He won one. He won a stage won of uh, Algarve. So two, so two of them, those for sprinters. The rest are all opportunist um, stage wins. Which I mean, they lit up the Volta and the Giro uh, as well, and that they weren't as successful there as the tour, but they were in breaks. And um, I said when I was on before that I'm quite bullish about one of the young fellas in Aaronsman um, potentially to do some things over the next few years. But they're they're gonna they're gonna potentially get a seven or an eight off me. Um, and really, have, and 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 they've got they don't have a apart from Hershey, who's the new kid on the block. They don't really have a top twenty rider. Yeah, like we always talk about at the start of the Tour de France, we didn't know what they were doing, what they were, what their plan was, and they go out and win three stages, and they go to the Giro. Jai's one of the best climbers there. Wins a stage, second on the general. Wilco was also on the podium in Milan. Um, and then, yeah, Hershey also also took the chocolates at, at Flesh Wallone. So for me, I think you're, I think I'm probably going to give him an eight, given given preseason expectations. Um, definitely, definitely an eight as a minimum. Question here from uh, Luca: Will Henley stay? I think so. I think he's got, you know, he's got the chance to be to be their man going forward for the next five years. Well, does the inclusion of Bardet sort of, what does that do? I don't think I'd be too worried about Bardet if I was Jai. You're only as good as your last performance, aren't you? <laughs> and what was Bardet's last performance? He didn't he cry over one of the last classics? I don't know. DNF at the tour. <laughs> <laughs> I know where I'd rather put my uh, yeah my stocks into into Jai Hindley. Max, what are you giving them? Uh, I'm going eight as well. Eight. I gave them an eight and a half. Super year mm. based off what I was expecting. I was expecting not a whole lot, not a whole lot. Trek Segafredo. Richie's they've delivered Richie to a podium. Finally, big. Big news. Mads had the world's jersey for a bit. bit stiff to get it in a COVID year where he only really gets to wear it for part of the year, but Mads was good. They're, they're the what did he win? two he stories, won. aren't they? Loop and Gent Welvelgum, two big races. Mm. Um, like you said, world's for the world's jersey for a lot of the year. He was also super at the Tour de France for, for Richie. Richie winning TDU. And then third at the tour, some good results. Um, but yeah, without those two, what 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 do you talk about? Without we got to be careful. We have to be careful just because Richie has delivered that we don't overrate Trek Segafredo, who who to be fair, 
should have should have hung up the DNF flag in the Volta. They should have tried to get COVID to 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 stop what was it, whatever was going on in the Volta for them. Cohen to court, my man on the ground, who hasn't had a stage win since he was nineteen years of age, and it's I think I'm quicker in a sprint. He was their lead sprinter going into the last three stages. They blew up completely. No, I think I think that was probably the reality check that we needed. Um, thanks, Max. Just to just to check ourselves, we we're getting a little bit excited about Richie Port and the third in the Tour de France, which which is massive. Let's let's not underplay that. But you're right. Without without that, you're kind of looking down the barrel of a of an AG2R maybe type of season. So. If you, if you take Richie and Mads out, it's just a zero. Oh, you could say that about a lot of teams. If you take Demar out, it's a zero. If you take um, some other examples, if you take Primos out, it's it's a five. It's a nine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nine point two. What's the best example? Um, six point eight. I'm gonna give him a six point eight. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, Richie. Richie. Unbelievable ride. It got me through the tour watching that. Um, the time trial to finish was something special. Um, but apart from that, Jasper Stuyven, poor, poorish year for him. Um, oh. He was the one. He was the one that actually won Umlup. Jasper. Jasper won. Oh, uh, did he? Yeah. Sorry. And, and, and to be fair, did they perform well in Australia at the start of the year? Uh, Port with the with stage three and also the general. Yeah. Um, but I'll go. I'll go. Uh, Vincesco is heart in the Giro gets me to four. <laughs> four. <laughs> we'll add, I don't we'll mind add something. I'll, I'll add something as well. Your man uh, Moschetti also picked up a couple of wins in the preseason friendlies in Spain. So wasn't that heartbreaking seeing him leaving the Volta? <laughs> four. That's. <laughs> It's and 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 all four all four points are going. Actually, that's harsh on Peterson. All all three and a half are going to Richie, and then uh, but Richie's actually finishing the top ten cyclists in the world this year as well. Last so I'm going to give him a five. I'm going to give him a five. I gave him a I gave him a seven. Yeah, I I do understand Max's reality, but um, that was that was solid. I didn't expect Richie to finish on the podium. Mm. Oh, Hart wanted him too, but my head didn't at the start of the year. Yep. Last team, UAE Emirates. Uh, Budget-wise, Cambo, can we check in where they're at? Yeah, mate, I'll give you a quick update on that one. Um, where are we at? Well, just 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 have a guess. So 1 to one to 20, where you think they add up, Ineos being 1, Israel being 20. I'm pretty sure they're two. Do you want to have a guess, Alex, quickly? Uh, Alex, number on. one. They're number two. Yeah, okay. Sorry. So, so they are at the pointy end. And up until this year, there's probably been some questions where that money's, what that money's doing. Well, it was going to Fabio Aru. Yes, good point. <laughs> <laughs> 33 wins 
Tour de France, four stages of the Tour, two stages of the Giro, a stage of the Vuelta, the right type of runs, big runs, that's sort of, you know, that's away runs, that's away centuries in England at the Ashes. That's It's, it's the big runs. Um, 9.5? Mate, they were hitting runs in, in India. They were doing everything. It's is 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 nine point five a little bit unders or am I am I being on the money? Well, where can we go? Where can we go elsewhere out of the tour? Um, like I said, the, the the two the two stage wins at the Giro with Ulysses um, and and the one at the Vuelta. But this this board, it's it's all about the tour. If you can deliver yeah. at the tour, you're gonna you're gonna get a lot of gonna get a lot of points off us, which is what everyone's looking to do. Yeah, I'm, 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 you, you're, conv- you're convincing me. Uh, Gavilia and Christoph were relatively disappointing from my from a sprinting point of view, but um, although Christoph stage one, Max, I mean, yeah. you forget you forget Christoph won the opening stage. They had the jersey <laughs> at the start. Yeah, yeah actually. Also, Primos, uh, sorry, not Primos, um, they picked up three stages of the tour in total. So, like, three stages of the tour and the four, win. Four, 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 no. Who was their fourth? I did get. Bodjakar picked up three. Four stages and of the Christoph, tour. There you go. Yeah. That's, 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 that's a perfect year. And then not to mention Philipson's great win in stage 15 on the Volta. <laughs> Uh, for those playing at home, I also um, he was part of my David Gadu bet at one point. Uh, Philipson, fifty to one, they had him stage fifteen. Fifty to one, can you believe it? It's value. It's value. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I can explain my logic. He um, in the sprint, the Primoz won. Primoz won a stage that was a sprint finish, and it wasn't too hilly. Philipson was in that kick, um, but Ackerman and Bennett had been dropped. Um, so I had a feeling that Philipson was potentially going to get over the hills um, and just time his run a little bit better than what he did when Primoz beat him in a head-up sprint. <laughs> uh, so for that, I'm giving them a 10. <laughs> so did you give out? Did you just give out three 10s, Max? Uh, I'm a bit of tongue-in-cheek with UAE. I'm going back to a nine. So what's your what's your podium? Uh, a dual first with Jumbo and Quickstep, which I I see a lot around the news as the cycling season finishes. A lot of people can't split those two teams. Um, they're not far away from points. I think Quickstep's on top in terms of team rankings, but um, the the Grand Tour form from Jumbo gets them to equal one, and then UAE was uh, third, and the only eight I gave out, I'm pretty sure, was Team Somewhere, but fourth. I don't think I can disagree with that. Mm. Do we want to do a quick a quick top three of riders, individual riders for the season? I'll start off. Roglic, number one. Pogacar, number two. And Wout van Aert, number three. You just want to go directly, directly off the rankings? Is that your tactic? <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't, it wasn't directly off the rankings. <laughs> <laughs> Max, what do you got? Well, obviously they are the top three. Come and disagree with me. 
<laughs> I'd like to chuck Mate, in a couple of more names. Just I, so I, I, I want to know, know who busts into this top three. Well, the only other names that you could potentially put in is Arno Demar um, and 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 Mathieu Van der Poel. But Van der Poel got nowhere near what Van Aert did. So those those are the three. But in a close fourth is Arno Demar and. Um, because he's my favourite rider uh, and he's from my home country, George Bennett had an incredible year for himself, so I'm giving him fifth. Mm-hmm. Wanna, wanna I don't think I, 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 I um I'd put Pogatar at number one. Is my only change. Um, I I don't. Mm, I know Arno won a lot. Like he won a lot of races. Did he just he won at the wrong race? If he was at the tour, then yeah, I think um, yeah. We're talking the Giro. Yeah. The Giro was hot. He was up against Viviani. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bottom three. Full oh, cheese. Didn't prepare for this. Well, to be fair, you didn't, you didn't prepare for the top three. I'm <laughs> Viviani's got to be in there. Yeah, Viviani, for sure. Viviani, yeah. Aru, Viviani's one. Aru at the bottom. Were we really expecting a lot from him? There was that one point when he got away from the peloton and held a minute gap for the middle 40K of a surge. That was, yeah, that was the best part of his, Did of it, his didn't uh, season. Didn't it come out that he was one of the top... Yeah. It didn't come out that he was top ten rider of the paid rider in the world yeah. tour or something wild like that. Correct. Yeah. So I mean, given you know salary compared to results, perhaps he he was he was in the bottom three. Uh, I'd like to put some failed GC hopes in there. Like Tebow probably deserves to go in. Mm-hmm. Um, Esteban. I mean, I'm I'm coming for Esteban, the smiling, uh, the smiling man, or whatever they call him. But I mean, his tour was worse than his Volta, and his Volta was bad. Mm. Um, what do we? How do we feel about the UCI? Besides the fact they pulled together the the the, the UCI pulled together the unthinkable by getting through. All bar Paris Bay, really, in a COVID year, uh, which I find awfully impressive, amazing. But then they are also shocking at so many things. Safety. Well, All the other really poor safety um, early on in the in the the kickstart of the season. The helicopter taking out someone in the peloton, um, I forget who that was, um, was pretty crazy. I mean, motor, motorists, uh, motorbikes uh, in accidents, motorbikes all getting COVID. Um, yeah. mm. there, was, there was a lot going on, but for such a tough year to be able to pull that, yeah. um, pull that through and the Volta had zero cases, the Tua had zero cases. Um, all the one-day rides basically had zero cases, a couple leading into them at times. Um, yeah, I, I think it was a tremendous effort. And, and as a cycling fan, that's as connected as I've felt 
um, from Australia at a really bad hour to watch races. That's as connected as I've felt watching cycling. It's probably because it was all jam-packed, to be fair. Um, so I, I, I give the cycling calendar this year a massive tick. Mm. I think there's a lot of, um, I don't know, just, just this year with all the big races being really the only races that were raced, to have it more like a a Formula One season where it's just like all the big races, everyone, all the World Tour teams are going to each race. If cycling can get like that where every World Tour team just goes to the big World Tour races um, and sort of just leave the other the other smaller races for the smaller teams, I think that's um, that's a good direction for cycling to, to be going in. Well, I mean, we had the direct the direct uh, conflict with a couple of one day rides being during uh, the, the Giro uh, and Tour, which led to some cyclists not being able to come to some of these Grand Tour races. Uh, but then we also saw at their peak, Primoz riding uh, it was a flesh um, and almost taking it out of the hands. And Pocket Car was there as well. Um, yeah, I. It, it, it was. Um, I do agree. To get every world tour team to every world tour race would be would be exciting. I mean, that would mean Mathieu Van der Poel wouldn't be at a race. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah, that is one of the good things about cycling is that we can have these these smaller teams come in and and get results. So, I mean, there's no perfect perfect way to go about it. But I think the just the less races and the better riders at more races is. Um, is the direction. I think that's it. I think that's the wrap of the year. We've done it. Unless you've got any uh, final words. Don't think so. I'll be keeping my, oh, yeah. my ear close to the ground with this NTT and uh, Alex Dowsett move. You just I wait, think Cycling's <laughs> in a great, in a great space. They, um, Three grand tours under a minute. Um, there's no Froome dominance as there has mm. been in past years. Anyone can win up until the last day. Teams that aren't Ineos can have a shot at winning grand tours. Um, that's why. That's where I was getting at with the cycling fan. Like it's it's honestly um, right at its peak right now, and hopefully that carries on to next year. And it doesn't get much better when you're winning grand tours off time bonuses when it's coming down to the sprint. I'm surprised Carapaz wasn't wasn't your best uh, rider of the year. He's probably winning uh, in terms of GC throughout the whole year. <laughs> uh, Thank you, boys. Thanks, Cable. Thanks, Max. Thanks, lads. We'll uh, we'll be back in some some manner soon. Thanks for listening in.